Welcome to the Cairo Radio Rundown, the only show where we get every Cairo Radio host take on the biggest stories of the week. It's essentially the Puget Sound's Overton window in podcast form. Today we're going to explore the varying perspectives on the death of Brianna Taylor. Taylor was 26 years old. She was shot and killed by Louisville police officers executing a search warrant. This was back on March 13th. We've been following this story for months now, really, uh, but this all came to a head when Louisville Attorney General Daniel Cameron announced the grand jury findings Wednesday. The grand jury voted to return an indictment against Detective Hankinson for three counts of wanton endangerment for wantonly placing the three individuals in apartment three in danger of serious physical injury or death. So he's talking about one of the three officers involved in the execution of the search warrant. The other two were cleared, including the officer who, according to FBI ballistics analysis, actually fired the shot that killed Taylor. Here's Cameron again. Criminal homicide encompasses the taking of a life by another. While there are six possible homicide charges under Kentucky law, these charges are not applicable to the facts before us because our investigation showed and the grand jury agreed that Mattingly and Cosgrove were justified in the return of deadly fire after having been fired upon by Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker was Taylor's boyfriend. He fired on police as they entered the apartment because he says he didn't hear them announce themselves as police. The reason we're talking about this is because the case has triggered protests all over the nation, including here in Seattle. Before we talk about that, though, we're going to get a local perspective on a very sticky legal situation where you've got multiple laws that seem to contradict each other. This is former Washington State Attorney General Rob McKenna wading into this with Dave Ross of Seattle's Morning News. There's controversy over the over the evidence, over what actually happened. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, uh, Mr. Walker, said he didn't hear the police announce themselves. Of course, we can't ask Ms. Taylor. Other neighbors said they didn't hear. One neighbor did say that they heard the police announce themselves. But the point is, uh, this is the most telling fact. Mr. Walker hasn't been charged with any crime for firing first because they were break- in the process of breaking down the front door of her apartment when he fired. And Kentucky has a stand your ground law. He was within his rights of self-defense. Now, if it were clear that he knew they were police, it'd be a different story. In any event, once he you know, fires his weapon, the police start firing theirs, and, and including Officer Mattingly, who was shot in the leg by Mr. Walker in, in the femoral artery, and including the other officer who actually fired the shot that killed Ms. Taylor. And then he had the third cop who's shooting blindly through a sliding glass door and a window that are covered by blinds. What the heck is he doing? And he's yeah. the one who actually got charged with something. But at least he but missed. But not for shooting. See, he yeah. missed. He didn't He didn't yeah. shoot anybody, and he's the one who got charged. Well, if he had, if one of the bullets he fired, which went into a neighboring apartment, had uh, struck and killed one of that apartment's uh, occupants, I think he could be charged with manslaughter. Yeah. Because what he was doing was, was reckless. It was clearly contrary to department policy. He had, he had no business firing blindly into uh into miss taylor's i'm not defending him it was irresponsible what he did but it just seems a little ironic that the one cop who missed is the one who gets charged and the cop who kills the woman does not well you know exactly right it is it is terribly ironic and sad but uh you know the the legal experts who've been reviewing this case from early on and concluded by and large i'd say it's even safe to say there's more or less a consensus that in the facts as we understand them under the facts as we understand them the, the officers aren't going to be charged because 
the boyfriend fired at them first. It's it's just it's just hmm. so much wrong with this whole situation. I mentioned before the announcement of the grand jury findings triggered protests in Louisville. Those protests evolved into violence. Two officers were shot. For G. Scott, watching this news play out was emotionally distressing. We were all texting last night. Yes, we were. What did you feel when you saw them starting again? And then when you heard that two officers were shot? Protests shouldn't turn into riots and arrests shouldn't turn into murders. It's breaking my heart to continue to see the cycle. And that's what's happening. It's a cycle. Um, The verdict comes out. People are upset. They take to the streets. When they take to the streets at nighttime, there is the potential and possibility of something going wrong. My heart goes out to first the family of Breonna Taylor. I can't imagine what they are going through. And then my heart goes out to the two police officers that were shot last night. Because I'm quite sure that those police officers like my dad, like my cousins, I'm sure like any other people that have family members that are law enforcement, they just go out to, to do their job. I'm not I'm not talking about the, the, the problems with policing. I'm talking about some of the police officers that leave to go out to the ones, the, the good ones, the ones that they go out there and try to serve and protect. And it's t- it's tough on them. And for those two police officers to be shot last night, I just stood up and I started to pace Ursula pace around in my living room. And I'm just hitting my head and I'm like, it's just a cycle. We have to stop this. Ursula Roitin, G. Scott's co-host, talked about her struggles trying to define the truth in this case. I will say this. What's so unsatisfying for me is that even after reading everything last night and considering Mm -hmm. everything, the only thing that I know for sure is that Brianna Taylor should not have been killed. What is not clear to me is who exactly is at fault. And what do we learn from this? Right. It goes back to the system. Because I couldn't say exactly who it is that was at fault. I mean, there was so it, it was botched for sure. And she shouldn't be dead. It wasn't just Louisville. There were also protests and violence here in Seattle as well. This is Omari Salisbury from Converge Media talking to Dave Ross about what he witnessed on the ground there. He attended both the protests that happened here locally. Downtown uh, was a very peaceful protest. And um, usually when it's like that, you don't see much police. Didn't see much police from from Westlake over there to the federal courthouse. Of course, it's only a few blocks. Then there was a candlelight vigil right there at the federal courthouse. Now, the the protest on Capitol Hill, it was almost like hopping in a time machine, Dave Ross. I mm-hmm. felt like that I was there at CHOP in the Western Barricade, um, and where the protesters right there on 11th and Pine, and the police right there one block away at the East Precinct. We saw some of the, um, I saw some of the video. There's uh, one of a protester hitting a police officer in the head with a baseball bat. I believe the officer was uh, helmeted. He seemed to... I mean, he was able to turn around and fire the the, the uh, pepper spray, and another one of a of a bicycle cop rolling over what it appeared to be someone's head. It looked to me like he also may have had a helmet on. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, well, um, the 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 baseball bat one I didn't see from from that vantage point. Uh, from my vantage point, the 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 officer rolling over 
the protester's head, I did see it. it looked more like, uh, yeah, kind of his head, neck area. I mean, it got, I wouldn't say it got funky last night, but it definitely got real spicy. It was, uh, you know, a lot of direct interaction between the police and the, and the protesters. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, we, we, we saw a lot of push like that. And what, what we saw, though, as far as the overall tactics, it kind of looks similar to, to what we've seen before in previous protests. i tell you what, I lost a lot of COVID weight last night, man, uh, yeah. <laughs> moving around Capitol Hill, because uh, there was a pushback from the East Precinct all around, basically all around uh, parts of Capitol Hill, and then back to Cal Anderson Park. Dory Monson believes the lack of meaningful intervention from Seattle politicians could actually be intentional. At some point, if Jenny Durkin doesn't get control of her city, and, and again, President Trump, Please send the National Guard in, because Seattle is an anarchic, anarctic, you know, if it's an anarchist city, then Seattle would be, I guess it'd just be anarchist. There's no other variation of the word, and certainly it's not the South Pole. Seattle is an Antarctic city, Mr. President. It's just so cold here. No, it's an anarchist city. And uh, last night, a one of the domestic terrorists took a aluminum baseball bat and took a full swing at the head of a Seattle police officer. The cop was wearing a helmet. If he didn't have a helmet, he would have been killed. But what's going to happen? The cops would have the cops would have had justification to use deadly force against the baseball bat swinger last night. And I don't know if that's what Jenny Durkin and the Seattle City Council are angling for. I don't know if that's what the politicians in these other riotous cities around the country. There's a part of me that fears that. There's a part of me that fears that they are stoking and enabling and feeding this violence because eventually cops are going to shoot and kill somebody. If, the, if a, someone's coming at a cop with a baseball bat, the cops would have legal justification to shoot and kill that person. There is a part of me that wonders if that's what some politicians are hoping for. Because then you have Kent State 2020. And then you have a country that really erupts in flames in the next 40 days before Election Day. This is going to be the last clip I'll play for you. I apologize for the length, but I kept trying to cut this one shorter and didn't feel right about it. It's John Curley talking to Dre's, a local musician who was filling in for Tom Tangney. What we're saying to you very simply is the system, if you will, the system's not broken. The system's doing exactly what it was designed to do. We don't like the system. Right. So you're looking and you're going, well, that's justice. You inherently believe that if we go through this process, we'll achieve justice. That's not true. We're saying we have to correct the system so it actually can achieve justice. I'm okay if you want to look and go, you know what? Those two other police officers do not do do not need to be charged with murder. Mm -hmm. I can hear you. But when you look and you go nothing. So what should they be charged with? Nothing. You tell me nothing. Nothing? No. That's the problem. Because far too often, too consistently, when people who look like me are in that position, it's constantly nothing. If it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck. After a while, I say it's a duck. I'm sorry. No. The the idea of nothing, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen and say, okay, not murder. Fine. 
But nothing? Nothing. No. You can't. <laughs> Trace, they have six types of homicide in the state of Kentucky. You got to go by the law. And the law is you couldn't charge them with anything. No. The police the, have this thing again, called qualified okay. immunity, which basically says. I got you. And the reason they set up qualified immunity, and here's why. I looked it up a couple months ago. You would never be able to get a guy or a girl or anybody else to be able to apply for the job to be a police officer if you didn't offer them qualified immunity, which basically says that they have the power to fire that gun and to take someone's life based upon this. If they believe, would any reasonable person believe that their life is in jeopardy at that point, that they could die or receive some type of bodily injury, they're allowed to pull the trigger. That's it. It's as simple. And they have to make it as simple as possible for the jury to understand it. If they didn't get qualified immunity, you'd be able to take that guy, that cop, and put him on trial for murder, right? Now, the difference is this. Here's the, th- here's the facts. The fact is this, and you and I talked about this before. So if you want to riot, if yeah. people want to riot, and, to- and I've said this so many times, people are sick of it. In 2019, the number of people that were black, that were shot by police, that were unarmed, the answer is nine. People believing that it's happening all the time. The numbers go down every single year. I said this yesterday to Felix. In 1971, 343 people in New York City were shot by police officers. 91 of them died in 1971. 91. It is down to nine. What's happening is it's coming down. Even though the cities are uh, more populated, the number of people being shot and killed by police is coming down every single year. And the fact Uh, is that it's not going up. So it's not as bad as people think it is. And if you can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you believe in the death penalty? Uh, no. Okay. So if you were in a state that actually has the death penalty, it doesn't. Right, the death penalty of, doesn't work. But go ahead. But, but if you were a part of if you were a part of a place that actually they execute the death penalty, right. it would be the law, right? It wouldn't make it right. It would mean it's the law. We would have a bad law. So we so to get rid of it. We would need to change it. What we're trying to say is there's a ton of things within the system that we don't agree with that need to be changed so that it can execute what it's supposed to be there for. It's not achieving justice. You keep going, well, these are the facts. Well, this is the law. I'm with you there. Right. What we're trying to say to you is the system's not working. So we, we're coming, we're looking at the end of a situation like this. We're looking and we're going, man, okay, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Not murder. Fine. Fine. I'm with you. It makes sense. I'm with, okay. A guy, these cops get shot at. They got to shoot back in this scenario. Right. I get you. On the flip side, walking away? No, because you had a responsibility as well. You have a responsibility to pronounce yourself. And when you don't pronounce yourself well, and that happened and this and this woman gets killed, that matters. Uh, listen, it's the, everybody has said it's tragic. Now the one witness says that I heard no. them. I want one witness says I heard them announce the cops. They knocked at the door. They weren't doing a no knock warrant. And several others say no. Okay. Right. Several I, others say no. I understand. The same sort of thing the witnesses that were the Michael Browns. Some of them said one thing. Some of them said another. The grand jury, which is <laughs> jury of the peers, listened to it and said, you know what? There's not enough evidence to bring anything forward against these two police officers. We can't. You're not going to be able to charge them with anything. You can change okay. things actually through the ballot box, but it's harder to yes. change things when you throw a brick through a window or hit a cop in the back of the I head agree. with a baseball bat. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So that's the Cairo Radio Rundown for September 24th, 2020. We've been doing this two weeks now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please find me on Twitter with feedback. I'm at Jake Rummel. You can also reach any of our Cairo Radio hosts via the MyNorthwest.com inbox. You don't always have time to listen to every Cairo Radio show, but you'll always have time for the Cairo Radio Rundown. See you on Tuesday.